I'm David Porter, author of Five Minutes to Live. Just a few things to note about the podcast. First, if you want to purchase Five Minutes to Live, the link is in the description of the podcast, but can be purchased online at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and even at Walmart and Target online. I've also listed my Facebook and Twitter links. I'd love to hear from you, especially if you're enjoying the book. In this series, we're going to read through Five Minutes to Live, chapter by chapter, releasing a new chapter each week. If you didn't start with Episode 1, the prologue, please go back and start there. Please subscribe and hit the alert notification, whatever that looks like on your preferred podcast platform. That way you'll know when the new episodes are released. And if you're enjoying this journey, please, please, please share this podcast with your friends and family. Five Minutes to Live has a lot of footnotes for the research done and the Bible verses quoted. I'll post those footnotes in the description of each episode. Finally, I've got a new book on the way titled 60 Seconds of Silence that I am really excited about. Once that book is available, I'll go back and post that link in each episode's description as well. With that, thank you for being here. Let's get started. Chapter 14 As a little boy, my parents had what I remember as a biblical encyclopedia. I would sit for hours looking at the pictures, reading the stories, the information, the miracles the book contained. I have vivid memories of reading about how God miraculously performed for people in times of need. He had saved the Israelites from the hands of the Egyptian army, opening up the Red Sea for them to travel to safety. God instructed Joshua how to defeat the city of Jericho so that the Israelites were kept from harm. I read about Jehoshaphat, who sought God's direction when three enemy armies were preparing for war against him. At the Lord's direction... Jehoshaphat sent his musicians ahead of the army, and when they arrived at the battlefield, the enemies had been destroyed. There were so many instances where God miraculously delivered his people. I can remember trying to put myself in their shoes, getting to see the deliverance of the Lord firsthand. How incredible would it have been to see the Red Sea split in front of me, to walk across on dry land and then see the waters crash upon the army of Pharaoh? What would it have been like to march around the city of Jericho, watching the walls fall flat and then destroying the city? How would it have been to walk out toward the battlefield, following the singers, people praising God to find your enemies slain before you? These were just a few of the multitudes of stories I read, imagining myself in them. The problem I now realized was that I was reading these stories, placing myself in them with an outcome that I already knew. Of course it would be easy to march toward the Red Sea knowing it was going to open for me and swallow my enemies. Of course it would be easy to march around the city of Jericho, a fortified city full of enemy combatants, knowing that the walls would fall. Of course it would be easy to march toward the battlefield where three kingdoms had their armies waiting on me because I knew the outcome. I always knew it would be incredible to be a part of one of God's stories because I knew the ending beforehand, that part where the Lord delivered his people. The piece I never considered was that the people played a part at the beginning. They didn't know what the outcome was going to be. They had to trust God. 
He delivered them, but they still had to march towards the ocean, march around a walled city, march towards the enemy's armies. God couldn't have delivered them if they hadn't been in the right position. That was then. This was now. I stood there, frozen for an eternity. The buzzing in my pocket had stopped, and it would be a minute or two before it buzzed again. I tried to remain as still as possible. I don't know if I even breathed. The whispered voices had stopped. Had they heard the buzzing? Were they aware I was so close? I started to sense movement, so I tried to make my way quietly, carefully toward the house. First step, no problem. Second step, no problem. Third step, no problem. Almost clear. I'm going to make it. I'll get out of here. Fourth step, problem. A twig snapped under my foot. And in the silence of the night, it sounded like a cannonball crashing in the woods. I heard unrecognizable words no longer whispered within feet of me. I took off at a sprint, breaking out of the woods at a gallop. Make my feet like Heinz feet, I said to myself as I ran towards the backyard. Matt, stop, I heard Aaron say pleadingly, but I kept running just as fast as my feet would take me. I looked over my shoulder and saw him and the dark figure of another man spilling out of the woods running towards me. Matt, stop, I heard again, this time a command, no longer pleading. I never slowed my pace. Through the backyard and into the corridor, I sprinted. The two men were close on my tail. I came to the wedged rake and hurtled it. The men were only a few yards behind me now. I heard the sound of bone-on-bone contact as the first pursuer crashed into the rake. Both men must have then fallen into one another. At that instant, time stood still. I was still running, but I heard a voice on the inside say to me, Break their teeth, O God, in their mouth. Break out the great teeth of the young lions, O Lord. I had remember another of King David's prayers. Why was that coming to me now? And then I knew. That's what God's voice sounds like. Time resumed. As I reached the end of the corridor, I grabbed the shovel I had left leaning on the house. I stepped around the corner and out of sight. To whoever continued to chase me, it would look like I had kept running. I could hear the muffled screams of pain from whomever had crashed into my trap. But now I was also hearing footsteps, heavy, running footsteps still chasing me. I held the shovel like a baseball bat with both hands, blade at the far end. As soon as I heard the footsteps closing in and saw a glint of movement, I swung the shovel with all my strength. I heard a bone-crunching sound as the flat of the blade made contact with someone's face. Their feet went high in the air in front of them as the momentum from the blade and the momentum of their running reached a face-shattering crescendo. Their upper body went backward while their lower body kept going forward. It was a brutal collision, a clothesline of epic proportions. In the darkness, I saw something fly from the man's hand. It tumbled to a stop just a few feet from me. It was his pistol, a Smith & Wesson 1911. Now I'm armed. At that moment, at that exact instant in time, it was revealed to me. 
I understood how the Israelites felt crossing the Red Sea. How they felt as the walls of Jericho crashed down. How they felt when Jehoshaphat's army saw the enemy vanquished before them. This was what God's deliverance felt like. I had been delivered from the hands of the enemy, who even provided me a weapon as I escaped. God is so good. I decided to enjoy God's deliverance from a different place. A place where people weren't trying to kill me. I didn't figure either man would be following me anytime soon, but I didn't want to stick around and find out. I had paid attention on the drive to Nereus' house, and so I was decently familiar with my surroundings. I started running. Breathlessly, I whispered a prayer. Thank you, Lord, for your gentle guidance, for your Holy Spirit showing me how to escape the evil plans of my enemy. Thank you for talking to me and for your continued grace on my life. I was close enough to the city that I could see the glow from the city lights and moved in that direction. I made my way out of the neighborhood areas as quickly as possible while still trying to stay concealed. I reached in my pocket, found Jessica's phone, and turned it off. I wasn't going to let it give away my position again. Once I reached a more urban area, I could disappear. End of chapter 14. If you're still here, thanks for sticking around. I hope you enjoyed that reading. If you want to purchase 5 Minutes to Live, the link is in the description below, and you can find my Facebook and Twitter links there as well. Drop me a line. Please subscribe and hit the bell so you know when the next chapter is released. And if you're enjoying this, please share it with your friends and family. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.